Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Fox Communities Credit Union. Yes, it's time for Bringing It to You Straight, straight answers to your financial questions with Fox Communities Credit Union. This presentation is brought to you by Fox Communities Credit Union and is intended for educational purposes only and does not replace independent professional advice. Statements and opinions are those of the presenter individually. Fox Communities Credit Union deposit products are federally insured by NCUA Equal Housing lender. Well, we never know what we're going to talk about when it comes to bringing it to you straight. And today's topic, from what I understand, is understanding credit. A great topic, I think, too, if you've got maybe some teenagers in the house, uh, preteens, kids listening, perhaps. This is a really good one to understand the basics of credit. And uh, today we've got Luke Freitag joining us here in studio, a community relations specialist at Fox Communities Credit Union, to share his passion uh, about this topic and also passion for just connecting with the community as well. Luke, good to see you. Good morning, Haley. How are you doing? Good morning. We're doing well. This is a really important topic. We'll get to that in just a bit, but I've got to read your, your background information for our listeners yes. here today. So again, Luke's passion is connecting with the community through local Fox events. He also loves to spread financial knowledge with members at Fox. And you've got a radio, promotions, a financial background. You are here to help promote Fox in the community, and you encourage excellent money habits, of course, with listeners and members. Welcome, Luke. Thank you very much. First time doing this, but not first time behind a microphone. So I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity, um, Fox, to do this and also WHBY. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, though. It's not often that we see people jump in from the radio world to the financial world. So what drew you into the Fox communities world? I always like to say I've been kind of a budget nerd. If there's a way to say that, yeah, you know, to put that's it okay. um, in terms of my liking towards finances, budgets, uh, kind of this whole spectrum there. But to get the opportunity to do community relations with Fox Communities Credit Union is the chance for me to get out in the community, teach good money habits. That's the first thing, but also um, make an impact on that. And like I mentioned, behind the microphone, last name used to be Reed behind the microphone. Yes. But uh, Free Tag, of course, is my proper name, I Perfect. should say. Free Tag. Yes. Thank you. Free Tag, Free Tag. I, I appreciate the correction because I, I I should I should have asked before we came on the air. All good, but <laughs> I uh, it's definitely cool to do this. Get this opportunity to either hit the airwaves or hit the streets. I mean, I'm sure you see, you know, the Fox Communities Credit Union logo absolutely throughout uh, many local events here in the Valley, Green Bay, Lakeshore, wherever it may be. But uh, to make that impact, to be able to put those events together and to help out, and specifically here to help those with good money habits. Excellent. Well, we're going to talk about understanding credit. Why was this topic brought up in the monthly meeting of what are we going to bring on our show for the month of March? Understanding credit came to mind. Why are we discussing this today? There's a, 
I guess, a boatload to say the least that goes into understanding credit. And like you mentioned, if you have young kids in the household, how do I build credit to make sure that I have that credit for future reference? What happens if I'm up to here in credit? Um, Long story short, it can offer a peace of mind if you have really good credit um, without carrying large amounts of cash around. But there's a few ways you can look at credit through credit reports, credit scores, and then in the most basic sense, credit means having the use of something before you pay for it. And uh, maybe it's a large, large purchase, so you're going to take credit out on that purchase, but it allows flexibility and planning to make it possible to pay for those expensive items over a period of time with those payments. And there's, like I mentioned, many types of credits that you can choose from, and each has its own terms and purpose. I did a little history deep dive, uh, Luke, because I was curious, how long has credit been around, consumer credit in particular? And it's a very, very deep history dating back about 5,000 years, believe it or not. Really? So you think back to, you know, those 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 olden days, <laughs> but even beyond the olden days, uh, B.C., 3,500 B.C. to today, that's when the earliest forms of consumer credit uh, even started to uh, modern consumer credit, which really started kicking off in the early 19th century in Europe and, of course, made its way over here to the United States as well. So uh, this is no new thing, although I'm sure they weren't swiping credit, <laughs> credit cards into rock formations, uh, you know, 3,500 years ago. But I found that interesting. Yes. And very much so, you know, the trade, the credit, you have this, I don't. How can I get this? And how can we work towards getting this? And it's interesting. So some of the earliest uh, forms of credit, 35. 100 BC in, Sum- in Sumer, the first urban civilization with about 89% of its population living in cities, it is thought there that consumer loans were mostly used for agricultural purposes. I believe that. I believe that too. To expand your farmstead? To expand your farmstead. More crops, you need more credit. So found that very interesting. Okay, we're going to stick with this topic. Uh, Luke is here today talking again, understanding credit. And when we come back after this break, we're talking more about that credit report. What can you expect to see on it when you uh, inquire about that? What factors into your credit score? And also stick around because, of course, the fraud focus is also coming our way and very timely with tax season. We're talking spotting tax scams with Heidi Keeker. So do stay with us. Lots more to talk about here as we bring it to you straight here with Fox Communities Credit Union. Welcome back to Bringing It To You Straight, straight answers to your financial questions with Fox Communities Credit Union. We're we're talking with Luke Freetag, Community Relations Specialist at Fox, and understanding credit is our topic for today. So let's, let's dive back into this, Luke. So when a person gets that credit report, what can they expect to see on it? What is in the details? What will we learn in looking at our own credit reports? Usually four main things that you'll see on your credit report when you do open it up. 
personal identification is your first thing, your personal information, maybe uh, maiden names, if you're married, and then your current address, former address, and also uh, employment history, too, if that's part of your um, credit report, if they ran that, or if they just have that on there. And marital status, as I mentioned, maiden name and marital current marital status. Trade lines, also on there, uh, is usually another portion. The bulk of the credit report is dedicated to your history of handling credit. How did you handle your credit? Creditors and account numbers, um, dates, accounts were opened, credit limits and original balances, whether accounts are individually or jointly um, held, and also balances and payment patterns for the last 24 to 36 months, because that's where they base a lot of their credit ratings off of. And that would be really interesting, I'm sure, to kind of break down and see maybe where you're spending you know, a lot and maybe where you're, you're doing okay. Yeah, for sure. And there's, uh, with a breakdown of that, which I'm sure we'll touch here on coming up, but there's a percentages of where that breaks down. So when they look at your credit report and the history of it, what are the portions of it that break down like that? And finally, whether accounts are in collections or in dispute, which is a big one. And public records also show up on there. Your credit, excuse me, your credit worthiness, liens, bankruptcies, repossessions, judgments, foreclosures, many of those um, child support will also be on there. And then inquiries. The section lists anyone who has accessed your credit report, but there's two different um, portions of that as far as the inquiries. It could be hard or soft. A hard inquiry is one that results from an application or transaction initiated by you. such as applying for a credit card, but a soft inquiry occurs when they pull your credit report um, for reasons checked, whatever it may be when you're applying for credit. Interesting. Now, could this be a little bit of a curiosity thing for folks? If Are you able to look at this credit report and say, huh, I didn't know XYZ looked to inquire about my credit report. Could that be a surprise to you, learning who might be looking into your credit history? Um, yeah, obviously. I mean, there's things out there, scams and whatnot, in terms of uh, that could get access to your credit and sure. use it for the bad. But you can access your credit report, too. I know I've got that on uh, your annualcreditreport.com. You can check that out. Too, personally, that is something that they recommend taking a look at from time to time, which when we were talking about this previously, it's something that you don't think about that often. I mean, for Not me, for all. you, I don't I don't know. When's the last time you pulled your own credit report? I, I couldn't even tell you, Luke. I really couldn't. I, not something you think about. Right. And there's the opportunity to do so. But the beauty of Fox as well is if you do choose to open a new account with us, whatever that may be, we can run a credit um, report on that and we'll kind of help you in that regards to where you're at, where you're going, and what you would like to do with your money and your credit. So maybe that's something we should all uh, agree to doing this week, checking into those credit yes, reports. <laughs> yes, those numbers are going to go up. Yeah, and, and my, my one of my follow-ups to what we were talking about was how easy is it to get your hands on your credit report? You mentioned a website that people can go to. Yes, it is. I got to find it right here. Um, annualcreditreport.com. You can check your score. And also Fox, too. I mean, if you want to check into this, um, feel free to reach out to us. That's one of the biggest things. Fox Communities Credit Union, here to help you find that credit score, whatever it may be financially, um, financial coaching even. Maybe credit isn't the greatest and you say, hey, I've got this, this, and this, but I want to get down to this and move forward with a better credit score, with a better opportunity to purchase this. We can help you get you in a spot with some of our financial coaches as well. 
Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, of course, the purpose of looking into that credit report is seeing what your credit score is, which can help open the door to a plethora of things, whether it be maybe a loan for a new car or a home or looking into student loans of that sort as well. So what factors into our credit scores, Luke, and how does Fox check on their members' scores? I mentioned there was a you know couple percentages worth of breakdown. Um, payment history is the biggest one. That's 35% of your credit score. So if you open that up, this includes bankruptcies, collection accounts, uh, late payments. And if there's a late payment uh, that was frequent, recent, or severe is how they would rate that. Uh, the more times the account fell delinquent, the, great effect, uh, the greater effect it will have on your score. So that's the biggest one. Make sure you make your payments on time. The 30% of your credit score is also amounts owed, which breaks down to the amount of outstanding debt you have. How many um, you know, high balances do you have on credit cards or lines of credit? And are you able to pay those, like the first one, make payments? Uh, number three is 15% of your credit score, which is the length of credit history accounts you've had for more than two years. And if you have those, keep them open. It's okay to keep them open as long as they don't uh, fall delinquent and you make payments on them. The longer you have... Uh, credit line like that, and the more you make your payments on it, the more reliability you show as far as making those payments. 10% of your credit score goes to new credit, which is similar to the length of credit, and then types of credit used, which is um, if you're opening, 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 you know, this, that, and the other thing, um, that also could affect your score negatively. Okay. We're going to take a short little break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on understanding credit and also uh, the different scoring models that are out there you know is there really a difference or a better one to turn to we'll talk more with luke freetag here with fox communities uh with fox communities credit union and bringing it to you straight so stay with us more to come after today's garden bite which is brought to you by jung garden center And welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. Today's hour is bringing it to you straight. Straight answers to your financial questions with Fox Communities Credit Union. Again, Luke Freetag joining us here today, Community Relations Specialist at Fox. We're helping you to understand credit and stick around because our fraud focus is just a few minutes away. We are talking about spotting tax scams. Very important as we are in that tax season, of course. But back to kind of what factors into credit scores, Luke. I wanted to just touch on um, kind of the, the different models that are out there. There are a few different scoring models. I'm wondering, is one better than the other? How do they vary or differentiate from each other? What can you tell us? Just like credit, there's you know many avenues to credit, but also scoring... Um, you know, if you heard on a commercial, you know, check your FICO score or this, that, and the other thing. But a lot of times FICO is at the end of a lot of the credit reports. Um, Fox uses another scoring model called Vantage Score, and that was uh, created by credit reporting agencies. Both have the same scoring in terms of range, 300 to 850. So FICO and Vantage Score have that. Um, but there's... Uh what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Excuse me. The uh, Vantage score also used by um, Credit Karma and Savvy Money. I mean, similar things that you hear throughout the industry when it comes to money. But scoring the same 300 to 850 as FICO. And Vantage score is also able to score more borrowers with limited credit. And that can be uh, an advantage for those who haven't been borrowing money for very long. So maybe um, don't have a lot of credit to their name, haven't borrowed much, you still get the opportunity to get that score and get what you need. All right. It does seem confusing, though, that there are so many different ones out there. Is one better than the other? Uh, not better than the other. Just We just use Vantage Score for at Fox Communities Credit Union. But here's something that uh, could work to your advantage. Your score is important, um, but your credit doesn't determine at Fox Communities Credit Union whether you qualify for a loan. Rather, it determines your interest rate for the loan. So, oh, and those interest rates are all the talk lately. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> they sure are. Okay, and then we went into, uh, we did talk about this just a few moments ago, but uh, the main factors going into our credit score. So payment history, amounts owed, the length of credit history, new credit, Credit and then types of credit used that all, all kind of going into uh, what those scores are for us. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're going to kind of wrap this up because like I mentioned, Heidi will be coming up soon with more of our fraud focus. But uh, when it comes to understanding credit and understanding credit scores, they go hand in hand. Uh, what are some maybe good practices that we can put into place to help help our score? And ultimately, we're always looking maybe to improve on that score as well. They seem like simple principles, but pay your obligations as agreed and on time. If you borrow this amount, make sure you pay that amount. If you have that uh, swipe of a credit card, make sure you can pay that on time because that will reflect um, big on your uh, credit report as it goes back to that payment history being 35% of your credit score. But also manage the amount of credit that you have. Uh, do your best to keep your balances on open lines to a minimum. You know, don't spend more than you have. And if you do have to, make sure that you can make those payments and feel comfortable making those payments. And uh, resources are definitely helpful. Annual credit report, I mentioned that. Check out your credit report. See where you're at. Um, Fox Communities Credit Union has financial coaches. And that's the best part about coaches. When you sit down uh, with a financial coach, we're not going to be like, you need to do this, this, and this. This is how you do this. We're going to guide you through that process because some come in and say, hey, I'm up to here, but I need help. And some say, I need to get here. We need some help. We're going to help you in both directions, wherever that may be. Just feel free to contact us, Fox Communities Credit Union. Reach out to a financial coach, um, and we can set you on the right path. And that's kind of what your role is with Fox, isn't it, Luke? Not necessarily to be giving out the financial advice. But to be helping to connect people to the right people at Fox who can help with maybe credit, maybe it's loans, maybe it's it's a multitude of other things. Absolutely. I should know. Not a financial advisor, just a community advisor. <laughs> <laughs> helping out in the community for Fox Communities Credit Union. But yeah, um, just um, to get the word out, to help people have good, sound financial choices through Fox, uh, definitely there to help out. And again, this is important. And I'm hoping maybe parents are listening today, grandparents are listening today and are saying, hey, maybe we'll We'll put this podcast on later on in the car, have the kids listen a little bit to understand more of why these things are so important. For sure. Make sure you start uh, putting that financial knowledge out there with your kids as soon as you can. And maybe you need the help. 
and then your kids can learn as you go as well. Excellent. Luke, how can people learn more about the services that Fox offers? Fox Communities Credit Union, find us online. Uh, you feel free to give us a call and just, just ask. Ask for help. That's the biggest thing, the first step. And not knowing where you're at, but you, we can help you where you're at. Excellent. Thanks, Luke, for being here today. Thank you. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, our fraud focus is back. Heidi Keeker is joining us once again, spotting tax scams. It's tax season. What should you look out for if you are hopefully uh, not being scammed. But if something looks suspicious, what are some of those red flags? We'll talk more with Heidi when we come back with Bringing It to You Straight. And once again, welcome back to Bringing It to You Straight, straight answers to your financial questions with Fox Communities Credit Union. Time now for our fraud focus. And for that, we always turn to Heidi Keeker, fraud uh, officer with Fox Communities Credit Union. Heidi, good morning. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. A a topic very appropriate for this time of year. It is tax season. So we're going to talk about uh, how to spot a tax scam. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, scammers, right, as we talk about every month here on the show, scammers are always looking to take advantage of consumers and really tax season isn't any different. Um, You know, thousands of people have lost millions of dollars. Uh, in their personal information to tax scams. So as we kind of near the end and the deadline comes closer for the tax season, scammers, you know, want to create that urgency to get people to act quickly without kind of giving a second thought. And, you know, this isn't a new scam. Um, You know, IRS and personnaires have been around for a while. And I think as consumers get to know their tricks, scammers like to kind of add a new twist to it or switch it up just to kind of catch you off guard. So, you know, they may be used to, instead of contacting you about a tax debt or making threats to get you to pay, scammers may now text you about a tax, re- you know, like a rebate or some other type of tax refund or benefit that they're they're trying to lure you in with. Yes, and I feel like, too, Heidi, these tax scammers sometimes look to even take advantage of you outside of tax season. I feel like I've gotten calls in the middle of summer, uh, you know, saying take advantage of a tax rebate. And I'm thinking, but it's not even it's not even that time of year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? exactly. They're just yep, yep. And I I think they're just looking for any way to kind of um, again, like I said, lure you in to get you to think, oh, you know, consumers that they they want to be interested in and. and see if they have money coming back to them. Who doesn't want to look into that, right? If they have money owed to them, well, then they want to look into it. You just kind of have to be a little bit careful about um, those types of texts or phone calls. Okay. So how does the scam specifically work? What are you hearing? What are you seeing out there? Yeah. So with this kind of current evolution or new twist on it, you... um, We've heard that you can receive a text message that may look legitimate, as we always say, um, and mention, like I said, a tax rebate or a refund payment. Um, but no matter, really, no matter what the text might say, it's always the scammer trying to fish and pull information from you. So if you click on the link that they might embed into the text, 
um, to claim your refund, you potentially are exposing yourself to identity theft or malware that the scammer could then install on typically your phone, right, um, is usually where they would send it to. Um, so I'll kind of talk about uh, a little bit about malware, and I know I've done this in the past, but it's always just helpful to talk about it here. Um, if the scammers put malware on your phone, malware is malicious software, it could lead them to really opening the doors um, to anything on your phone, including, you know, any online apps, um, you know, photos and all that um, data and things that you have on your phone. And what they're really trying to get at is, you know, it could get to your online banking app or any app that you may have your account number or debit card linked to. And like I said, it's really opening the doors to to defraud you and use that information um, to get to get money from you. Oh, Heidi, they're just such stinkers. I'll tell you what. They, <laughs> they, they really are. are. They, they, yep, they do oh. anything. And like I said, any twist to, that they can find a new way to get, um, you know, those funds from you or that information from you. Okay. So there's got there, ha, there have got to be warning signs out there. So what should we be looking for uh, to prevent falling for one of these tax scams? Yeah. So uh, I, I think, as I say, too, um, whether it's someone contacting you about a tax rebate or refund, it could be this type of scam or it could be any other type of scam. I always say never click on any links in unexpected text, no matter what what it is. Um, you know, don't share your personal information with anyone who contacts you out of the blue. Um, always use a website or phone number that you know is real, that you actually looked up yourself. Uh, know that the IRS won't call, email, or text to contact you the first time. That's not how they conduct business. They'll always start by sending you a letter uh, so if you want to confirm that it truly is the IRS that might be trying to contact you, look up their, you know, their information on uh, their website, you know, irs.gov, and get that phone number and call them directly. Um, and if you want to find out the status of, like, your pending refund, um, go to the official IRS website, again, irs.gov slash refunds. They'll have that information right out there for you. Always take the approach of you having control of the situation, not somebody, you know, getting in touch with you. Could you, can you imagine Heidi, the IRS texting you? <laughs> it sounds a little no, silly. Like, Hey, what's it going does, on? It's, it's, it's Amy from the IRS. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> or, you, you just can't, um, any government type of entity aren't going to communicate that no. way that they never have. <laughs> and I'm not going to say they never will, but it's going to be probably a long time before they would ever consider that route. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, but we know what happens. Sometimes uh, things do look really legitimate. You're caught off guard. Maybe you accidentally click on a link, maybe sent to you via email, via text, whatever the case. What should we do? What steps should we take if we maybe accidentally click on that link? Yeah, so be- if you you know, receive that text or email or something and you do accidentally click on it or you didn't mean to and before doing anything else, take whatever device that is that you're you're working on that you took action on, go make sure that you get it checked for that malware um, to a local technology store. Uh, I don't have any <laughs> invested gain here, but like a Best Buy Geek Squad kind of service or if you're not sure or that's not something that's in your area, you can go to your... Um, you know, cell phone or internet provider, and they can probably help guide you on um, a good place to go. Um, don't give any of your personal or financial information. Uh, don't go into any apps or 
that have a login um, because the scammer could be tracking your login and password information. Um, make sure to watch your accounts online for a while thereafter to make sure scammers can get access to them. You always want to report something like that to the IRS or FTC.gov. Um, they, they track those things and um, having that knowledge, they try and educate other consumers with that information. And of course, you know, always warn your family and friends to prevent them from falling for a scam like this. Um, you know, you could be helping protect them as well. All right. Heidi, we're going to then move on to, okay, maybe you clicked the link. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you accidentally gave out personal or even financial information to a scammer. What do we do in this scenario? Yeah. So if you do realize that the scammer either downloaded malware on your device or you gave out financial or personal information, you want to reach out to your financial right away, your creditors, anyone who you have information that might be in your device um, just to kind of give them a heads up and tell them what happened. Um, you know, what information may be compromised. You know, maybe it's your account number, your card information, your social, whatever it is. Um, whatever information that you have with those financials or creditors are going to then help you, um, guide you in the best course of action for that specific um, uh, scenario. Um, and I, I always say, you know, it might be a little embarrassing that, oh, geez, I'm smarter than that. Why did I click on the link? But don't be embarrassed. It Things can happen so quickly. Just be honest with everything. You know, as a financial, we are on your side to help protect you, your identity, and your assets. Um, you know, again, like I said, they'll walk you through the necessary steps in order to protect you any further. Um, like I said, you want to, you do also want to file a report with the FTC at like identitytheft.gov. Um, to go through that information and they can help kind of create a plan for you as well if you did fall victim to identity theft. Hmm. But but Heidi, you definitely don't want to stay quiet on this. You want to alert someone that you you've, do. you've, been, you've been taken advantage of. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yep, you do want to reach out and take action as soon as you can because that way we can stop that um, potential activity happening or that fraud activity happening. Okay. So, all right, we've covered a lot. And again, uh, a really important topic as it is, you know, we're smack dab in the middle of that tax season. So where can listeners go to find more information about tax scams or maybe even to look into if they've received one via text or email or something like that? Yeah. So you can find out more information about kind of what the details of what we talked about today um, at foxview.org. Um, we do have a uh, calendar and a radio show event. So you can click on that event calendar for today and find out those things. And there are links within that calendar to like the FTC.gov, the IRS.gov. And if you want to go specifically to the IRS website, it is irs.gov slash refunds if you're looking to see the status of your refund specifically. So all sorts of information out there to, to help protect you get you in the right direction. Definitely. All right, Heidi, my goodness, uh, we are out of time, but we've covered a lot of ground in our fraud focus today. So thank you for alerting us to these tax scams. And where can people go again if they want to learn more about all different types of fraud that is out there? Yeah, you can go to our website again, uh, foxu.org, and you can click on education. And uh, we have some information out on our uh, education page. Perfect. All right, Heidi, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks, Haley. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.